pull over, lean in. It's time for the Soft Shoulder Podcast. I am your host, Danette Relic of Radical Creative Sanctuary, inviting spaciousness for your mind and your heart. Welcome. I'm glad you're here. The Soft Shoulder is your time. Your time to slow down and fuel up on self-love support so you can make the most of your gorgeous life. Join me here. Everyone needs a soft shoulder. Hello, sweet listener. I have missed you. It has been a minute. And uh, it feels really good to be back here with the mic and with you on the soft shoulder. I hope that wherever you are and whatever you're doing right now as you listen, I just hope that there's like your heart has a little sigh, you know, like, okay, (laughs) let's reset. Let's listen in. Sometimes I find it helpful just to place my hand on my chest, over my heart, just to remember it's in there, you know, and just to feel that heat from my hand and that gentle pressure that I can apply. Be like, oh, right. I'm in a body. This is right here. My heart is here. Hello, Danette. (laughs) Hello. And uh, actually, that's a fabulous segue. (laughs) Segue. Hello. Hello, you. Hello, future you. I'm here to talk about something that I'm offering that I hope you will join me in. I'm so excited about it. And I want to tell you about why this is popping up um, because it was something that I needed. So I really lost touch with myself there for a bit. And just like in any marriage, if you are new, I have been married to myself for 22 years. Um, So in marriages with other people, as you probably know, or maybe painfully have experienced, you can grow apart, take the other person for granted, stop uh, cultivating some like good conditions in the relationship. Um, It can go stale, it can get limp, you know, just like a garden that's not tended to, it may not be thriving and it may not even be surviving. Because these are living things that need our attention. Relationships are living things that want our attention. Not always the same. Some relationships need very little, like they're more of a succulent <laughs> kind, kind of friendship and other things, they need like daily, daily attention. Um, but you know, this can just happen even to the best of us, even to people who have chosen to marry themselves. I still lost myself somewhere. And I think that this is also natural, right? I've observed this over the years in my marriage to myself, that it's not always the honeymoon. Just like any other relationship, there are stages, there are seasons, there are times when your attention is required to like be pulled away from the relationship itself, right? If you have a health crisis in your family, or if there's something major going on that just a new baby in a family, right? Like just something that's going to take your attention because it's more urgent in the here and now. But then it's easy to forget to bring our attention back. And to not take for granted this support, this partnership, this joy, this thing that is a foundation of that particular family unit, or in my case, my whole life. (laughs) 
<laughs> you know, your relationship with yourself, right? Very easy to bring our attention outward and focus on taking care of other people, uh, putting out fires, all of that. I think that's what draws a lot of people to the idea of self-marriage. And I think that it's also what scares people a little bit about really making that commitment because we're not sure we can uphold it. I think that's just the truth, right? So it's brave to enter into self-marriage. Um, and it's part of the work, I think, to be compassionate enough to know that you will sometimes stray. You will sometimes forget. In times of great change, when you're changing and going through a transition where you don't know who you are, who you're becoming, where things get a little, you know, or a lot foggy and confusing, right? It's like, how do I stay true to myself when I don't even know who I am anymore? These are those big, beautiful questions that just hold us in that relationship so that we don't, I feel, so that we reduce the harm that we might do and we maintain just the thread of that connection so that we can build it back and even find beauty in all of these things that we will go through in our lives that are different for me and different for you. So even though I've been married to myself for 22 years, uh, recently, and I'm not sure how far back it goes, but it, it doesn't even really matter. I think I noticed it when I celebrated my anniversary in June. <laughs> I had a horrible time. I had such a horrible time. And I was so like judgmental about it because I'm like, this is supposed to be happy. Uh, this is this thing I do. I've married myself and I'm celebrating this thing and there's no one else here to blame. <laughs> I'm not having any fun. Um, but it really just felt boring. And the things that I would do that used to be traditions, that used to bring me such joy, weren't doing it, wasn't cutting it. It was like it was like that couple that's always going to the Olive Garden for their <laughs> anniversary. And it's been like 12 years and they're just like, okay, let's just do this. And they're not feeling the connection, eye contact, uh, a newness. They don't feel... You know, it almost feels like a chore. I mean, I don't know how many people will say that out loud, but I think sometimes it can feel like that when the connection um, has been lacking. You know, when you're like, what are we even celebrating? It doesn't mean not to do it, but you know, I'm just getting in touch with that feeling. So doing it with yourself is very funny. Again, no one to blame, but I noticed it in June. And it's been on my mind, just like, was that just a bad day? Or, you know, is that just like a funny thing that happens after you've been married this long? Like, I don't know. I don't have a self-marriage mentor ahead of me down the road that I know about. Um, and so I don't know. <laughs> but so anyways, how it came to my consciousness that I was like, wow, I'm really disconnected is that I had some big decisions to make. And when I was looking inside for the answers, for the, what do I want? What am I going to choose? That voice inside of me just wasn't there. I, I was like, hello, like, are you there? Are you listening? <laughs> There's like an echo. I couldn't make decisions. I didn't know what I wanted. I felt bored by the whole thing. I didn't know what was in my best interest. And that was sending off all kinds of alarm bells of like, wow, um, I haven't been paying attention I haven't really been nurturing this connection and I felt so lost. 
you know, I can kind of laugh about it now, but I want to really touch on this because whether you're married to yourself or not, I think you can relate to that feeling of just not remembering who you are. There's some vague sense that there's this version of you or this part of you, however you want to describe it, that feels like home, that, you know, can help you make decisions, that can guide you like like a compass in your heart. And you're just not sure how to access that. It feels out of reach. And it seems like it's easier for everyone else. And, you know, it can feel really lonely, right? To be like, I don't even know where I am right now. So I had this wonderful, like serendipitous email get sent to me from one of you listeners, who's awesome, recommending a podcast episode that was an interview with, oh, who was the interview with? The interview was with Hal Hirschfield, who wrote a book called Your Future Self, How to Make Tomorrow Better Today. I am not officially recommending the book because I have not read the book. I have a copy of it right here from my local library and um, I'm, I'm working my way through it. But I really enjoyed this interview um, that he was doing, talking about it, reminding me of all of those things that I have known over the years, right? In coaching, in my own relationship with myself, but also coaching, obviously, right? There's, we're looking at what we want to create for our lives. We're looking at how we can Uh, do right by our future selves, do good for our future selves, because the things that we do now, including, you know, how we think, what questions we're asking, um, how aware we are, what we do about that awareness, right? It's, it can be these little degrees of change. They don't even have to be those big, sexy transformations, but tiny, tiny shifts that we take now really can change the course of our lives uh, for the better whatever that means, whatever that means to you, okay? Um, and so I was reminded this, and one of the things that, he's, that he said in this interview was that where future self-work can go wrong is when it feels, it doesn't feel real to us. So perhaps you have had that experience where you're, someone's asking you to visualize yourself in 10 years or name your wildest dreams on a vision board, and maybe you go way out, like, Maybe you, you know, you're the next Beyonce or, you know, you're, you right now you're, you know, just paying off some student loans and in 10 years you're picturing yourself with like what I call like musk money, like just so much that you just, it would make your head spin. The distance between those two things is pretty big. And so it can often feel more like a fantasy or a fictional thing where it doesn't really feel connected to who we are now and our lives now. But if you create a practice or a vision of your future self where you really can recognize that that person is in fact you, not just some like radically changed, different human altogether, um, but like you, you know, with human emotions, with the same family that you have, (laughs) you know, in whatever life, whatever body that you're living in, right? Like all of these kinds of things, just these slight shifts that could potentially open up greater opportunity or ease or well-being in your life, that's when we feel more invested in helping that person, right? Um, Maybe you have this feel. I know everyone like donates and gives in their own way that feels right for them. But there's a lot of people who 
they're less likely to give to an organization to help and more likely to want to give to a local family. Like if you've ever had like around the holidays, sometimes a grocery store or local shops will have families they're sponsoring and they'll be like, I remember this at the YMCA so many years ago, there was a box and it was like, here's this family, there's three kids, here are their ages. This is what we're looking for, for um, toy donations for Christmas, you know. And it felt like, oh, I want to give this gift to that seven-year-old girl. And it felt like that was a real person as opposed to a poster of just, hey, drop this off in a big box and it'll it'll go somewhere. Um, so sometimes that whole like something being real and feeling like we can really touch it, really have an impact can motivate us into action, right? So it had been a while since I had said hello to that future me. And I have done enough of these practices. One of the ones he, Hal, my buddy Hal, reminded me of was writing to our future selves, having our future selves write to us. We can get a sense of our voice and of the voice of this person and be in conversation with them, which is one of the ways, one of the many ways that this can be brought to me um, to feel more real, right? So I was so inspired by this podcast. It just really came into my inbox at the time. I just needed to hear it exactly the way it was presented. Um, I'm secretly hoping that this podcast is it landing with you at just the time. Maybe you've also been feeling disconnected or like you've forgotten who you are. Maybe you have just gone through a lot of big changes in your life. And maybe it was like the last two, three years, right? It doesn't have to be just a few weeks ago. Sometimes we go through massive changes and there's so much instability and we're in a survival mode. And then when things start to land, they're landing and we don't really recognize that landscape anymore, but we're starting to get the capacity back to look around. Uh, we're not maybe in immediate danger anymore, immediate like I need to run to like, you know, you have some kind of stability. Um, and you're just like, yeah, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I hear you, Danette. I don't know who the hell I am right now and I don't even know how to start. So I decided to take on an experiment for myself. I lo- An experiment was a really important word here. I didn't want to feel like I had to have a, a certain kind of outcome. I wasn't sure what was going to happen. But here's one thing I knew. I knew that writing to myself and writing back to myself, like from the future, um, that kind of letter writing practice has always been really powerful for me personally. And I've seen it with people with writing students, coaching clients, I've seen it happen again and again. For a lot of people, this is a powerful practice. Another thing that I also knew was that often it was done in a one-off, like at the end of a retreat or on one special workshop, this one thing or a birthday letter, right? Writing to yourself, back from yourself this one time. And then you have this kind of rush of insight and, oh, that's so sweet. And wow, I got this idea. And then you just kind of go back to your regular life. And I, I've done that. I've done that most of the time. And I was like, okay, but if this is a relationship and if I am 22 years into a marriage, I don't want a one-off. I want daily. I want repeated. I want to wake up and you're still there. I don't want a one night stand with my future self. You know, I want to like spend a whole week (laughs) with my future self to the point where you say all the big exciting things or whatever in the first day or two and then see what else. You know, when you're 
with someone for a date and it's short and it's fun but then there's those where you go for a long walk and you run out of things to say and then you start talking about the little things that we all know are not little things we start to run into um you know observing things together or silences together that we wouldn't have if it was a quick coffee right and that's where this intimacy is that's where this new kind of knowing is that you don't quite get there I wanted to reconnect with myself in that way so my experiment was whenever I woke up that day I would go and sit down and write to my future self hello future me and I just let my heart pour out I did this on my laptop normally I would recommend doing it by hand that's not accessible for everyone or everyone's preference but there is a difference I find a lot of people who you know do handwriting um, definitely feel a, a difference with this kind of work with I guess maybe it's uh, the, the physicality of it uh, can really give you a little boost but anyways I decided to make this really easy and just do it on my laptop I wrote until I felt like I was done and then I just switched fonts and wrote back to my present self from the future me and then I just let you know you got to have an open mind <laughs> you just let it pour out you're like and switch hey present self and then just like let the words go I would complete that response from the future me and then I would close the laptop and go on with my day I did not analyze it I did not have to make it mean anything I didn't have to like do anything I just it was just about the connection and the conversation except of course when you have that kind of conversation when you meet your future self or anyone in that really honest back and forth way things of course start to shift by day two even I was like wow I couldn't believe how fast the connection happened I felt before that I had felt very distant I was feeling really lost I mean I you noticed like I haven't recorded a podcast in a while right and that's part of it so all of a sudden there was like clarity coming from this future me there was so much compassion coming from this future me I recognized myself in that voice I was able to go back and forth and ask questions um, it was so interesting and what's so interesting about this practice is that sometimes we it's predictable like oh yeah I know I, I knew I was gonna say that and then other times things kind of come out in this weird imaginary process things will come blurting out that is a surprise like my future me had surprising advice for me and delivered it in a way that was kind and assertive and loving and it was almost as though she you know here here's something too that I was really important is that how do you recognize when your future self is writing to you from like a good place and it's not some manifestation of your inner gremlin like your inner meanie instead of your future me your future meanie um, I know that my future self has my best interests at heart I know that she is not demanding I know that she is not speaking to me like a drill sergeant I know that she's also not trying to give me the answers like my future self is not one of those parents that is going to do my homework for me because they want me to get the grade they want me to get the result and then they deprive me of the learning <laughs> and of the actual wisdom and growth experience because I am here to live my life not just arrive at a goal point right and so I can recognize her voice where she's like 
from the future, not giving too much away because part of the beauty of this whole thing is the journey, right? So she's there and she's got faith in me, but it's not like there's, there's no way to fail basically. Um, that's how I can recognize that. I'd be curious about your future self voice. If you've done this writing or if you join me in this writing, because that's what I'm about to offer you, um, it might be different. It might be different in practice. It will be different because, <laughs> because you and I are two different people, but I'd be so curious to know, how do you recognize that voice? And also I am a believer that there is not just one fixed future self. There are many future selves. There are many versions of us. And it's such a fun and powerful way to play with this relationship we have with ourselves. Um, it was incredible. I did it for seven days. I It changed everything. And also, even though it wasn't the goal, because I wanted to lean back and just have some compassion and make this an experiment, I took action I did so much that week that I had been procrastinating on. I got clarity on things that had been troubling me underneath the surface for months. Um, I let go of things that I was worrying about that I was like, actually, I don't even need to think about that anymore. I just let them go. Like, it sounds so magical, but like, and it felt that way. And all I did was spend a little bit of time consciously, intentionally in communication with myself in this structured way. It was so wonderful. I wanted to make sure that this experiment was something that was exciting to me before opening up uh, and inviting you in with me. So on October 2nd, that is a Monday, I am running a live five-day writing practice for you. It's called Hello Future Me. And it's very simple, right? So I did it for a full seven days, but I know weekends, busy. I want to set you up for success here. Trust me, five days of this will create some change in your life. So um, Eastern time, Eastern Standard Time, noon, we're going to show up together for 30 minutes a day for the first four days, Monday to Thursday. I will guide you in this powerful writing practice. You just need to show up. You can be writing on your computer, your phone, with your hand. The only thing that you need to do is um, have a way that you're going to switch. So if you're writing in a paper notebook, you know, you maybe start on the left page as writing, you know, to your future self, and then your future self writes back on the right hand side of the page. You might change the color of ink that you're using. In my case, I changed the font. That's all you'll need. So you, that's all you need to do is to show up and we're just going to write. I'm going to guide you in to help you connect with yourself. I know this is difficult to do. It seems so simple and yet it's very challenging when we're distant and when we're busy, right? So you just show up. I will guide you in. We will all write to our future me's. Hello, future me's. And we'll start writing. I will set a timer. You do not have to share any of this in the moment. So you can just go inwards. I want you to have the space to go inside and not be worried about anything else and just listen to see what comes up. Then I will gently invite you at a certain point to switch and have our future selves write back. And then we'll come to a close. So it's really just an accountability, a quick thing in your lunch hour, depending on what time zone you're in. And on the fifth day, on the Friday, we will do some writing there, but we're also going to nerd out 
on self-love and celebrate the magic that this practice has created because I have a feeling that after even just one day, even after two days, but especially after four full days of consistently showing up and being in conversation with yourself, you're going to have some things to share. And it'll be so incredible to share and celebrate and discuss this whole practice with some other kindred spirits. Um, And also to see like what worked and what didn't, right? Because there's ways that we can tweak this and make it personal. And I love that kind of shit. So um, won't you join me? Hello, future self, a live five-day writing practice. You show up, you write, let me guide you and help facilitate. It's like that those first therapy sessions for couples counseling. <laughs> you show up with yourself and you're like, I don't know what we're doing here. We haven't spoken in months. I will help you. And we will do this together and see what the experiment yields on the Friday. This could be just the thing for you if just... I mean, if it just it sounds good, but especially if you're going through some big changes in your life um, and you just, everything's been a bit noisy, let me hold space for you. Come and write with us. The link will be in the show notes uh, and it's only $21 Canadian for the entire five day series. Okay. The whole workshop or whatever, whatever this is <laughs> series, is it a workshop when it's multiple days? Anyway, this five day experience experiment with me $21 just to show up mark your commitment so that you can join us and we can see what happens I'm excited maybe you've never met your future self this will be interesting see what happens it's been so great I felt like once I started writing to her I was like why am I not doing this all the time she's amazing She was so smart and she was so kind. And I just ended up laughing and feeling like a weight was lifted off of my shoulders. And it was so funny how what that brought up, like a tender insight that I had was, was there was a little part of me that felt like it was too much. Like I didn't, like I was, I was bothering her. Like I was taking up too much of her time. Isn't that hilarious? (laughs) What is, what is that? It's me, right? Like, why wouldn't I? She's right there. She's right there. So take this from someone who even after 22 years of being married to myself, I still need these practices. It doesn't just fix everything. I'm not living in some self-love utopia over here where I (laughs) never see any kind of things inside me that I don't like, where I don't have a human brain or human feelings. Like, of course I do. This is an ongoing living thing that we can all cultivate together. And Oh my gosh, another side effect for, you know, I I almost hesitate to say it because it's like, this isn't about pleasing other people. And I know that probably many of you have been conditioned to please and serve other people first. But I have to tell you, when I did this practice on such a regular basis and the times in my life where I've been most connected to myself, supporting myself, spending this time that you might have, you know, you might call it selfish or other people might say it's selfish or self-absorbed those were the times I had the absolute most to give in an authentic way a sincere generosity where I really do have it to give I'm not giving from an empty cup I'm not giving to get approval I'm not giving so that people will like me 
I really just felt like I was overflowing with energy and clarity and a strong sense of who I was and what I had available and what I didn't have available. So it was also just a service to everyone in my next few orbits, you know? Um, yeah. Anyways, I'm super nerdy excited about this and I can't wait to do it. And I would love to perhaps meet you or see some returning faces. Click the link in the show notes, pay your 21 Canadian dollars, which is a total steal and join us for Hello Future Me, a live five day writing practice with me. I will be your guide. I will be your self-marriage mentor. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to celebrate with you. Thank you as always to Allison Tarr for making the Soft Shoulder podcast possible and to Lee Rosefair for the music that you hear right now. And thank you, dear listener, to you for your patience, for you paying attention to yourself. I really do believe that this is one of the ways we can make this world a kinder place is by starting at home, being kind to ourselves, knowing that kindness. Dear listener, you are someone worth loving. It all starts with you. Take good care. We'll talk to you soon.